Welcome into another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast on 5280 Sports Network. I am Ryan Green, joined today by Sean Drotar. Sean, uh, Labor Day weekend, you know, over the weekend, uh, not really anything going on over at Broncos headquarters except just setting the world on fire. Uh, Fans have been rioting since Thursday when the news that the release of TJ Ward could be possible was a 95% uh, sure thing, it's now 100% sure because he's on the Buccaneers. And to top it all off, the Broncos bring back possibly one of the most, <laughs> I guess, unliked players in recent memory by bringing back the one, the only, the tall one. I guess he's not the only tall one now, Brock Osweiler. Sean, I, can you, like, sum up your thoughts in less than half an hour about this team? <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. A, a lot went on, obviously. Cut, final cut day, and then the Broncos bring back Brock Osweiler. A lot of fans also frustrated Kyle Sloter, who, quite frankly, I think if you took the numbers off the back of the jersey in practices and preseason, might have been the Broncos' best quarterback and certainly better than Paxton Lynch, uh, released and then signed by the Vikings to their practice squad. So a little insult uh, to injury being added there. So. I think for the the Broncos fans, it's interesting. I guess I'll start with a little bit of defense of Brock Osweiler. And uh, I That's a bold strategy. I I don't enjoy doing it because (laughs) uh, for years, if you listen to me here, either with the podcast, with the radio station I'm on, with the radio station I was on previously, with the national radio show, said the same thing about Osweiler. We all know the decision-making is questionable, propensity for throwing interceptions at the wrong time. But... His very throwing mechanics are problematic. He neutralizes his height by kind of throwing in a sidearm motion. Uh, he releases the ball with the tip pointed down, which means that once the RPMs on a, on a spiral slows down, it drops like a rock. So I don't look at it and think that the Broncos are going to get anything amazing out of Brock Osweiler. But to me, the move makes sense. I'd rather pick up Osweiler at his age, at his cost, which, by the way, is the, the veteran minimum of $775,000. The, uh, the Browns are on the hook for the rest of it. So I, I think it makes a, a lot of sense for the Broncos to do that rather than grab uh, a guy like a Sean Hill or an Austin mm-hmm. Davis, a guy that's on the wrong side of 30 that, that isn't anything special either. I think Osweiler can probably match that. So I don't really have a problem with that. And I, I do get frustrated a bit with the idea that he wasn't loyal somehow. Because that's <laughs> that's been some of the complaints on social media. Yeah, yeah. Every bit as much as the fact that he, he wasn't really a great player. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think that's entirely fair. I mean, the Broncos offered him a big contract, and he didn't take it. But he took one that was bigger. Right. That's what normal people yes. do, right? I mean, you you take the better job offer, so so we took it, and it didn't pan out. So the idea that he's that he was disloyal and somehow that shouldn't come back—that's ridiculous. T.J. Ward being waived shows you right off how loyal teams are to players. Yeah, I you know that's why everyone at their employment usually stays an intern just out of loyalty to the company. Uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, uh, logically, uh, as as shocking as it was when you heard that Brock, the Broncos were considering bringing him back, because you, I, I think we all knew that the fans would erupt like this. But looking at it logically, you had your backup quarterback go down. You had ten days till the opener, and you still have an offensive line that you don't really have the full amount of confidence. I'm sure you're more confident than you were last year. But Trevor got injured last year yep. pretty regularly almost. So you needed to bring in someone who was at least familiar with the system, 
in crunch time. You don't want a guy learning the offense, like we said, a week before week one. That is, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure there. So I got that. And I'm with you. The only people that feel disrespect in this whole situation is the fans for some reason. And... Like, what did, so what? Like you were saying, Brock went and got money. That's what Kyle Sloter just did. Right. It's, you know, that's. Yeah, was he being disloyal by not coming back to the practice squad? Absolutely. Of course Absolutely. But you, you bring up loyalty, and I say it every time a, a player goes to choose more money, Malik Jackson, you know, the, the fans kind of went after him. Like, oh, you want to go play for the Jaguars? And, like, and No, I would like a big check. Right. Yes. While, while Broncos fans may feel like the godfather, you know, never disrespect the family, never go against the family. It's not that. It is a literal business. And when you have a Pro Bowl safety that the team loves and is a locker room staple, just straight up cut... That's where loyalty doesn't matter in the NFL. That's why players don't aren't loyal to teams because teams have clearly shown they are not loyal to the players. So that's where I think fans just really need to get over themselves. I get that uh, kind of how Brock left it wasn't the best situation, but he did what he needed to do. And he's got a kid now, like he said, and he's making millions from the Browns and the the best part is the Broncos are giving him nothing, nothing. So, I, I, I'm with you. I, I got it. But the one thing about this whole story is that here we are, Monday morning, or Tuesday morning, not talking about T.J. Ward leaving. And I, there's a part of me that believes that this was a really nice distraction from that, the Brock Osweiler signing. Um, but I think that... The anger for fans is definitely misdirected. I think you got to be mad at the fact that T.J. Ward is gone a week before the season. The no-fly zone is now now has Justin Simmons. It's new. I don't know. I, I that's that's why I'm just a little shocked. What do you, what do you think? Should T.J. Ward should well, this I, be should the fans really be questioning Elway about this? I think so. I mean, I understand. I I really like Justin Simmons. I was delighted when they yeah. drafted him. I think he, he's looked every bit the part, and I think he'll do fine. I understand T.J. Ward was injured as well, but uh, this wasn't a really this wasn't a play that landed well in the locker room. No. I mean, there were a lot of players that were uh, vocal about how upset they were about it. They didn't like it. They were they were angry. And it, it seemed unnecessary. The Broncos have cap room. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a free agent after the season. So the idea that, well, we need to uh, dump him for, for cap room, well, you, you really don't for next yeah. season. Because next season, if you want that, you let him go. You get the compensatory draft pick. And, and then you get that cap room. So it felt like a completely unnecessary cut. And that's the part I think is strange. And I understand he's injured, but wouldn't you rather have a multiple-time Pro Bowler back there for whatever you can? Uh, he's already under contract. And then go from there, uh, then get nothing. Literally nothing. And now you won't have the draft pick either. Uh, sort of an odd odd situation. It feels like maybe we're missing part of the equation uh, financially because they're under the cap. There was room to do this and keep T.J. Ward, but instead uh, Ward actually gets a raise mm-hmm. instead of a pay cut to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Look, if you were to ask me today which team has a chance of going further in the NFL playoffs, the Denver Broncos or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's the Bucks. I'm so go it vomit. probably doesn't feel all that bad uh, for T.J. Ward at a certain point. But Weather's uh, nicer, too. 
maybe not with the maybe hurricane not this, bearing, not bearing weekend, down, but <laughs> it, it will be. Uh, it, it's interesting to see how it'll work. I mean, obviously, I think Justin Simmons will be fine. But but when you look at the guys that are kept, you know, really to be totally honest, is is keeping you know uh, a Cody Latimer more impactful than a TJ Ward? Well, probably not. But mm-hmm. this is where they are with the team, and and that's the way it's going to go. So I think for the Broncos, it's probably fair. Uh, to look at Elway and question some of it. it. I think the Osweiler pick actually makes sense from a logical step. But the, the question here is, what message does it send to the team? Because Trevor Simeon is not exactly have his name etched in stone here. Right. And Paxton Lynch, we don't know where he's at. He's actually forgotten. No one knows where he is. He, no one. <laughs> we don't even know how long he's going to be right. out. They asked Brock ten minutes worth of questions yesterday. Not one question was about Paxton Lynch. Right. The the interesting thing is it wasn't that long ago. Remember, it was the uh, just basically uh, about ooh, eighteen months ago where the Broncos thought that Brock Osweiler was their quarterback of the future. I know. And were willing to pony up a more than twelve million dollar contract to do it. It might be fair to ask John Elway. What do you feel about Brock Osweiler? Do you think he's regressed in that time period? And if you don't think he's regressed, do you still think of him as the future of the Broncos? And I think that's a fair question to ask. And now we're in a weird spot where, boy, you had fans split up between Simeon and Lynch. Remember, Brock Osweiler actually had quite a few fans in the local media by the time the Broncos won their Super Bowl 50 season. Uh, by the time when he was pulled from Peyton Manning, that wasn't the most popular decision in a lot of the fan base. So now you potentially have three quarterbacks at some point, any of whom might be the starter in the 2018 season, mm-hmm. which means I wonder if you're going to see all three of them at some point in the 2017 campaign too. Who doesn't love a quarterback controversy? Yeah, every, everybody. <laughs> uh, circling back to T.J. Ward, uh, I... So you can make you can give me logical reasons, and I can say, okay, yeah, north of thirty, his hamstring was hurting. Justin Simmons played well, but none of those reasons outweighed the fact that, or, or, or I don't think any of those reasons were good enough to outweigh cutting him. If you even traded him, I could say, all right, well, they got value back, okay, but I I think straight up cutting him is was the worst possible way of handling that situation, and. TJ definitely let everyone know about that yesterday in his first press conference by calling the move completely unprofessional. You saw the locker room reaction. There was a almost a social media mutiny by the players. Every Instagram post was a TJ Ward picture. So that's where I was the most confused. If you wanted to trade, if you wanted to, I don't know, find some other way of, of handling this situation, I would have logically understood it. But the fact that you just cut the pro bowler, who has meant a lot to this team, that's where I just really questioned Elway's motives. Not so much, you know, look at Belichick. He's had a, he has a history of doing this with players. Wes yes. Welker, you know, yes. they've all come to the, the players Broncos have been, almost. Players have been contributors. Right. right, so this move isn't, in terms of the NFL, isn't shocking. Uh, it just, in terms of, I guess, staples on the team, to just straight up cut him, that was the worst possible way of handling that situation. Yeah, and the difference is when you see Belichick do it in a lot of cases, he basically believes the guy can't play anymore. And sometimes he's right, right sometimes he's wrong. Wes Welker was a good player for the Broncos uh, for a while, so... It, it doesn't always pan out. The catch is I didn't think, I didn't get the impression that the Broncos or John Elway thought that T.J. Ward was no longer a good football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a, a 
limited player in as much as he's basically a run support kind of guy, not a, a coverage safety, I, I suppose. Is Justin Simmons a more complete player to a certain extent, I suppose, but I think that Simmons' ability in coverage, yes, well, that's better than Ward. He's not a better run stopper because there aren't too many guys that are. But it, it felt, and it, it almost certainly wasn't, but T.J. Ward sort of felt that way. It almost felt as if it was a power move. John Elway wanted him to take a pay cut. He wasn't going to take a pay cut. Yeah, I mean, and, and the message has been sent. Look, when, when John comes calling and wants some of your money back, you better say yes, or yeah. you're gone. He did this with Peyton Manning. He tried to do yeah. it with Von Miller. This is the way it works. But my my concern going forward is, does it eventually erode some of Elway's ability to recruit free agents? These guys talk. Players talk to other players. Uh, players' agents represent other players. Yes. And, and when you get a call from the Denver Broncos, and it's no longer, hey, Peyton Manning's here, you want to come and join the Broncos, you wonder if it's, well, John Elway's here. Oh, trust me, you know, we'll, we'll get it all squared away. Right. Those guys don't talk to other players and say, hey, I remember when you actually wanted millions back from Peyton Manning, actually. I remember when you cut T.J. Ward because of it. I remember when you tried to lowball Von Miller. Maybe I don't necessarily want to sign here because the money you offer, even though the guaranteed money is the only thing that really matters in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're going to come calling for some of it back no matter what I do, no matter how well I play. And when you're a, a multiple-time Pro Bowler like T.J. Ward and you get released like that, Every other player on the team, and even players on other teams, go, well, geez, if that's what happens to guys who made the Pro Bowl a bunch of times, what's going to happen to me? Absolutely. And not only just Pro Bowl, but, I mean, again, this was the no-fly zone. It's the reason they won the Super Bowl along right. with Von Miller. Other than Von Miller, the no-fly zone was the most important part of this team. Those four guys, that chemistry was incredibly important. So that's saying not only... Can you perform well on this team, but you can also become a locker room staple and a really important aspect of our team, and we can still cut you. And that's where I think, that's why cutting him sends such a bad message to this whole team. And you're right, I I truly don't understand how it doesn't send a negative message to the players on the team now. And... It's obviously going to affect free agency. It's just the fact, you know, we're just waiting to see if Elway can keep the Broncos in playoff contention. You know, if, if you have another 9-7, and 8-8, seven, 7-9 eight and eight, seven and nine season and you miss the playoffs, I think that's when you really start to see, oh, yeah, players are definitely not going to want to come here. You know, they're just going to play well, not go to the playoffs, and then get cut. That's, well, it's going to feel like the, the truth of the matter is the Broncos' great run lately was Peyton Manning. Right. And because post-Peyton mm-hmm. Manning, they really haven't been able to do anything, and they look completely baffled Absolutely. at the quarterback position now that... Uh, Brock Osweiler's in town. They look completely unsettled, as if they weren't unsettled before. Now it's even more complicated. You could say, all right, who's the quarterback of the future? Is it Simeon? Is it Lynch? Is it Osweiler? Is it Chad Kelly? And the fact there's four guys there, and you could collectively shrug your shoulders and and very realistically say, he's probably not any one of those four guys. Uh, That's an uncertain situation and frustrating (laughs) for a team that otherwise, (laughs) on paper at least, looks like a team that should compete for a playoff spot. But that uh, it's the old, uh, you know, for the you lose the horse because the battle, because of blah, 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 because you didn't, you know, want of a nail on a horseshoe. (laughs) And that's what it feels like a little bit for the Broncos this season. Uh, They're going to have to start out, I think, very, very well to really build any sort of momentum. And the truth be told, given their schedule, uh, I'm not sure that's something they can do. That's true. 
All right, well, uh, I mean, judged off this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh McDaniels is the GM by the end of the week. Uh, <laughs> it just seems... Just bring like, them yeah, all my back. My goodness. Yeah, let's just just have it. Um, but, hey, Netflix is always looking for good writers, and, boy, is this one drama-filled show going on. we got just a lot to talk about. Uh, we will have more Broncos Blitz podcasts throughout the week, previewing the Broncos Chargers Monday night game. That's right. The NFL week or NFL season starts this week, which is just—I'm so happy. It's yeah, happy. it is upon us. Actually, just a couple of days we record this, and then another oh, most of a week for me to remember that the Chargers are still in Los Angeles and not mess that up. <laughs> yes, don't say LA Clippers. Yeah, when you see LAC on. I'm the just going to say Chargers for this entire year and hope it sinks in. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Sean, thanks for joining me. I am Ryan Green. This has been the Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network.